ladies and gentlemen. It's the Mean Green Nation Podcast. Welcome to it. Good evening. Can you see me? So I want to thank the entire crowd that's that's, uh, surely cheering for us right now. Thank you. Thank you, crowd. You say that I'm I'm just doing what you're doing. I cannot hear anything that that you're talking about. Well, there's just a giant crowd uh, cheering us right now. So okay. I feel audience. it. Yeah, that's good. I, feel I, it. I, I I'm glad to hear it. Um. So, uh, what was I saying? The the this crowd again. Sorry, sorry. The crowd's just excited to see it. Um, <laughs> spring game was this weekend, and uh. Uh, the spring game is this weekend, or was this weekend, and you know we learned some things. I think uh, one, the thing that was interesting, is that Eric Morris made the quarterbacks live, which is interesting. You know, um, I like that. Are you saying right now you can't hear me? What do you mean? How about now? You can hear me now. Okay. Eric Morris made the quarterback live. Which I think is interesting, you know. Like typically, that's not that's not a deal. Uh, you have you have them in the little red, you know, uh, what do they call them, uh, binnies or whatever. Yeah, the no uh, touch jerseys, big yeah, contact yeah. jerseys. So like they made them, and I think that was good because it allowed you allowed them to compete in a way that they can't compete the other way. Like you know, it's always kind of like, well, you can't touch a quarterback. Let's see how they look when they're getting hit in the face, right? And I think we got to see Chandler Rogers. Uh, Jace Reuter, remember him? Uh, a little bit of Stone Earl, not JD Head, uh, but them go out there. And the second thing that I think was good was Eric Morris told him, hey, this is a real thing. Like, this is going to be graded heavier than the scrimmage. And I think that's that's good. It simulates a real game kind of atmosphere. Like, hey, you did great in practice. I mean, last week I talked about practice all-stars, right? Uh, you did a great job in practice, but now we got to see you in the game, right? It matters. They don't do wins and losses on the, in the, in practice. They do wins and losses in the games, and so I think that that was good. And I, 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 to me, it sounds subjective, right? Everybody's like, "Well, you know, Jace Ruder was the guy," and other people are like, "Well, did you see Chandler Rogers?" Eric Moore said Chandler Rogers was um, his best. Like he was, the, it was the best scrimmage, best performance that he's seen from him. Now, and he listed, he's like, oh, he had a good go ball towards the end. Macklin dropped it, this, that, and the other. Um, but, you know, was that enough to put him over the top? I think they, they, w- the most you can get out of this scrimmage is the, the, the leading a horse race in fall camp. You got a whole summer workout program, right? And you got a whole <laughs> possibility of getting arrested and in trouble and, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> That's it's college life. I mean, everybody's had a summer. You, you, it's what happens. I don't mean that like any of these guys are likely to get into that, but I'm just saying it, it, it's one of those things. It's the summertime. People go and do stuff, right? There's nobody checking, doing bed checks right now. Um, and so you get to fall camp. Have you been working out? Have you been lifting? Have you been studying the playbook or whatever? Have you been getting some throws in? Whatever the case may have been, taking care of yourself. Ready for fall camp. 
And so whatever lead, let's say it's Chandler Rogers, that he had at this point, and Eric Morse to his, to his you know, uh, not his credit, but like just noted, he said he's going to go back and grade it, right? By the way, uh, Brett Vito, he, he asked some good questions. That was good. He was pressing him. He was asking him. There was a little bit of that, like, eh, yeah, yeah, tell me all about it. But he did a good job. Um, and so, uh, you know, Eric Morse said we're going to go back and grade it, but, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's fun for us. We're going to care a little bit about it. But you got a whole summer into fall camp. That's where you're going to know some things. At the end of fall camp, right, even more so, when they line up against Cal, right, and they're all jogging out there and stuff, and we see who the quarterback is, that's when it matters. Now, even then, because I think those interceptions on the first play, we always yank them. But that sets you up, right? Whoever's winning the job by that point. Uh, so we don't want to just overhype it. Now, all that talking aside, Mr. Aldo, how you doing this evening? Uh, it's a Sunday evening, by the way. Doing well, doing well. Enjoying the Sunday evening. It got a little cold here. I'm about, about up in St. Louis, but it's cold uh, it's in Texas old. standards. It's kind of always cold. I, I got up early. I was playing it in uh, in the morning. I got Sunday old man soccer league. So it's a 30-plus league. You know? mm. so everybody's like running. Like, everybody feels like they're running hard. And my, my wife took a, a little video of it. I was like, why does it look like everybody's kind of just standing around? Cause I sure remember sprinting around this field, and then Did you see me. You... <laughs> you see me kind of shuffling around, you know. <laughs> yeah, do they give you like uh, water bottles filled with Metamucil as you walk in? Uh, I mean, a... you know, they should. I think that's a good, <laughs> good thing. There. There's, there's a good whole start lot. To the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know I'm talking about rec league again, but it's fine. I think everybody should play. I always say this all the time. Everybody should play rec league if you're following sports. Maybe you had. Maybe you played some sport. There was a guy out there. He's like, oh, yeah, I played D1 soccer and back in whatever. And just do, doing the glory days talk while we're on the sideline. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's good to keep up with it because then your your criticism is grounded in, like, some kind of knowledge, some kind of baseline. If you're out there, even playing your old man basketball league, whatever it is, pick something. Go compete. Because, you know, when, when you don't have it that day and you're trying real hard and you're like, it, it's not working, I don't have it. There's nothing here. I'm trying my best, but it it ain't coming off. Um, I think that kind of stuff helps you uh, empathize a little bit with the old college athlete who just doesn't have it that day, especially like in basketball or something like that. So, you know, I, I think you should go out there and do it. That, that's what I, I'm out there competing, you know. I had to yell at my teammates sometimes. But all that's a, a long digression. Please, Aldo. Uh, yeah, lo- long digression to say. Make sure you also cut up a grapefruit in half. <laughs> and you get a spoon, and and you can eat that grapefruit like that. You know, I, grapefruit is gross. I remember when the first time I got a grapefruit, I was like, "Why didn't nobody ever tell me that there was a gigantic orange?" Like, I love oranges. It, you know, you got the little oranges, tangerines, whatever. I was like, "Why didn't nobody ever tell me that you can get a gigantic orange?" And so my first taste of that grapefruit was a miserable experience because I was like, "This is just." <laughs> Not, not what you expect. Clo- no, not even close. It was awful. I was like, please, please don't ever do this again to me, you know? So anyway, so that that that's that. Yes, it's the old man league. <laughs> My heckling was like, come on, let's show them who's boss. Let's let's make them use an extra bottle of Bengay today, you know, whatever. That, that, was, my, that was my heckling. So uh, I don't remember what we're talking about anymore, but. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> yeah, I do. It was the spring game. We're talking about the spring game. So okay, we're at, I was gonna say the big the biggest takeaway that I've got from from the spring game is that we're gonna be running a lot, and like I, I think I 
I'm not saying I called it, but I, that's the 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 feeling I got. Not just just because not because that's Eric Morris's playbook. It's just the weapons that were handed to him. Chandler Rogers, he can he can run, and he's got like big boy speed. He he uh, he sees an opening and he's gone. Yeah. Um, Jace Reuter, he he can actually he's got some speed to him for his size. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. Um, Stone Earl, we know what he's got, and and I believe they wanted to do the same thing with uh, JD Head. Uh, and it makes sense to to uh, go full contact with them. You don't want them to uh, get comfortable, and you want to see how the uh, your defense is going to defend against that, and you want to see how your offense or your quarterback is going to react to making the read uh, on the on the run option or, or the RPO. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be much different than what we've been seeing with Seth Latrell the last several years with with Ani uh, under center and um uh, and shotgun and pistol and then uh, uh jason bean before that it's going to be very very similar things uh we saw lots of screens lots of handoffs lots of keepers and uh both jason and chandler looked good uh what you were saying about um you know i did see that a lot of folks saw, thought that chandler rogers was making a run for the for the starting egg or had it down with his performance um stole the show I yeah, mean, but I I don't think so. I don't agree with that. So so, like after all that, because I think you're 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 putting in the super secret minger chat. You're like uh, Jace Reuter's the guy. He's the guy. I'm, I'm all in on Jace Reuter. I'm I'm getting Jace tattooed on my shoulder, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So, I mean, it's it's hard to to point at him and say uh, he's gonna be the guy because of what we of we've seen of him. Right? We know what he's done. What he's capable of. Um, he took all of the all of last year off, um, not voluntarily, right? Um, but it, he showed that he he, I mean, he was in practice. Took the time. Yeah, he was throwing the ball around. <laughs> yeah, he was in practice, <laughs> but we didn't see him play. Uh, but he looked in charge when he was going up. You know, I only saw two two series, uh, but he was in charge. He yeah. was calm. He was collected. He was delivering the ball here and there where it had to go. And I think the only bad pass that I saw was actually a, a drop and um and i was impressed i was uh, i'm not going to stick to my guns and say this guy this dude was bad why are we throwing him out there i was like fairly uh relieved like well he might actually turn out to be a, a good quarterback for us so uh so you're just going to get the a tattooed right so that way <laughs> yeah. just in case it's we'll live in later <laughs> or chandler Okay, I like or, or the C. I'll start or, off with the C. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you get the, you know, the, uh, you know, Stone Earl. There's an A in Earl. <laughs> I like true, that. True. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like I said, I think you can't read too much into it. They're gonna grade it, whatever. I think a lot of that is is com- you have to have little internal competitions, like you know, it's like a sales rep thing. Like who's gonna win the thing this week? It's to keep everybody's juices going because there's no football, there's no competition to to have out there. So you have to build up a culture of competing. I like that. You know what I mean? I think everybody likes that. Like, if you ever met, like, a high-level player, D1 player, pro players, definitely, they're very competitive, right? And so, like, stuff like that is good for, for team morale. You want a competitive team, and you want to move in that direction. Like, I personally don't really care too much, right? If, it, if it's Jace Ruder doing it. Like, it's good. It sounds like we have a couple options at the very least. But, I mean, we've had options before. Uh, I think there's a, there's a difference there, right? You want to, like... A, options in a good way like man you know what 
we can't go wrong with whatever we choose. You don't want like eek, we got to choose one of these guys. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, and in and you know in the past we've seen options like man, these are the two guys, right? But I wish we had something else, you know. Yeah. And that's not the case this time. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty impressed about the the top two guys, Jason and Chandler. And Chandler is, you say his first name like it's like it's like your buddy. <laughs> mean like change. Like Chandler. He um he's fast. I mean, it's yeah. gonna be hard to try to keep him off the field because he is legit game changer there. Uh, so if you go like run heavy with him. Uh, because his his passes just aren't as confident as as Jace's are right now. Um, you, you still have a shot at at you know good games. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's one of those things. Like he's he came in, and one of the things about him was that he had like a super high completion percentage, right? And we were like, well, I mean, Ani's out here is fifty fifty. It's more sixty forty, like sixty percent incompletions, forty percent completions. Uh, and so I think a lot of people are like he completes the ball, he completes passes. That's a num. That's a big thing, and, and it's kind of tough like to parse that, right? Like uh, you can throw little passes, short passes. Uh, I mean, you know, like I think one of the knocks on on these passing systems was that you can complete seventy percent passes, but the ball goes for like one hundred and fifty yards, right? Because like yeah. those sideways passes. Now that's always been an extreme knock, right? Because what are you gonna do? You can turn around and run the ball into the line. You can do that too. Again, the, the air raid idea was l- instead of running the ball into the line, again, where they have, you know, three, 350 pound dudes, like four linebackers ready to stop us, why are we trying that? What if I just throw the ball over there where, where they ain't? Like, one thing about this 350 pound guy is he ain't as fast as our five foot eight, you know, speedster. So, what if I just throw him the ball that way and then he gets it? And then he runs, right? <laughs> and they're like, and if he gets tackled, you know, five yards, why? Well, I got five yards, and that would be a good average. If I got five yards on first down and run the ball, you'd be like, man, that was a good run, right? And then the next one, I got three yards. You'd be like, yeah, you know what? Another good run. But if I threw a three-yard pass, you're like, oh, we're just throwing sideways passes. What are we doing? Same thing. And then if you incomplete that little sideways pass, it's a none-yard gain, Right? And so you're like, oh, well, you know, we got stuff to the line. But the the difference being that your guys don't get as beat up, right? And you're not, you know, putting yourself in, in a silly position. So that's the whole point of the air raid is to let's stretch the whole field horizontally, side to side, vertically, you know, down the field. And then, you know, make them defend space, right? So uh, all that just yeah. to say is that completion percentage ain't bad, right? When you're trying to force the ball downfield all the time, then it goes to that classic don't throw the ball because – you know, three things can happen when you throw the ball, and two of them ain't good, right? Interception, incompletion, right? So. Yeah, that, that, and that's what we saw with Ani and, and uh, with Latrell at the helm is that they were forcing it downfield. These were passes that, <clears throat> and this was like two years ago. This was not. This was before record-breaking season. That, yeah. That they were trying to go downfield, stretch it out, stretch it out. Maybe maybe Ani will just warm up to going down the field. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the logic was behind this, but he couldn't. He couldn't do it. He couldn't manage it. And they couldn't get away from that. They were forced into that. I don't know situationally, or maybe they 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 saw something where where the mismatch was there for them, uh, whether it's shorter or you know Jackson or whoever's out there outside. But they couldn't connect. Uh, we saw that time and again, and that's why they changed this past season uh, with Ani. Um, uh, like you said, 
with with the the horizontal passing and then over the middle and we saw a lot of over the middle and that's why like we mentioned last week we saw um, all those small guys getting most of the receptions well yeah i mean so like um all offense has you know like they have five guys but sometimes you're not you're not really supposed to be one of the guys getting to play like you design a play you're like all right we're gonna do this you know roll out um you know kind of uh play action pass we're, this is gonna be our guy and then you for your terrible quarterbacks you're like if he ain't open then just throw it away right so it's really just a home run kind of ball and so then you think about baseball and like how well you know if you throw it down the field and you get a 50 yard play that's good isn't that better than trying to execute all the way down for 50 yards you know like like 10 or 14 for 50 yards and we move the ball 50 yards I can just throw it up there, right, to my fast guy, and you can make a catch. So th- there's a lot, there's a logic to that, especially if you have a good defense, right? Because you can just kind of do some of that. You run the ball effectively. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways to play football, and I think why you, you zag while everybody's zigging, because right? everybody decided to do a lot of air raid stuff, RPO stuff. So we were doing RPO stuff and then running the ball, you know, with bigger guys while everybody had smaller guys. And against like a Louisiana Tech, it was great. Against a UAB, less great. Against UTSA Part Two, less great, even lesser great. Um, so I mean, you know, it, all of it is uh, like, what do you think you can do? How well can you do it? And like, what are your options when somebody figures it out, right? Because they're gonna game plan, they're gonna know what what you do, and can, do you have solutions, right? They're gonna ask you questions. Do you have solutions? That's that's the name of the game. That's what makes it fun, at least for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you line up, you're like, Jace Reuter, he can complete this, that, and the other pass, but he doesn't really have a home run speed, you know, in his, in his locker, as they say in Europe. You know, well, I mean, maybe you put Chandler Rogers out there, but we're going to we're gonna trade, you know, a couple passes for some home runs because uh, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. Do you make that, yeah. do you make that choice? That's a good point. You know, uh, if if Jace Reuter can make that 30-yard connection when the play breaks down versus the play breaks down and Chandler Chandler Rogers scrambles and then 80-yard touchdown, right? Yeah. What's the better outcome? And um, that that type of player, keeping off the field is going to be hard, but you want consistency, right? You don't want to have one awesome drive to start off the game and then (laughs) – you're done for three quarters, and yeah. then you kind of start to wake up. Yeah, and I would argue that was a little bit of the Jason Bean problems. Like Jason Bean, if the guy wasn't wide open, then it was like, uh, and and sort of that's what teams sort of figured out, right? Like I think when like you, we played at UTSA after like scoring like fifty against Middle and that comeback win, um, like they were just like, we're gonna make him throw the ball, like we're not gonna let him run, we're gonna stay here and see if he can complete passes down the field, and he could not. And that was a problem. Now, is Chandler Rogers that extreme? If you, you know, line up, if you had the same looks, is he completing them? Maybe. I don't know. Um, could it have been that, like, North Texas didn't, didn't give Jason Bean the tools to succeed? Maybe. I watched him at Kansas. I didn't see a whole lot of difference there. He still was had explosive game-changing speed. But I think you look at his passing numbers, and they're kind of the same. It's, like, very much what he did at North Texas. It's just, you know, at Kansas. So I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I think uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're. There's only so much you could do in in a little time. You got to win, right? Yeah, yeah. And and Rogers, I think he's a better passer. 
I mean, and we we we've seen this on paper uh, with how we we he passed at um, was it Monroe, Louisiana Monroe? Yeah, U L last. Yeah, and um, and you know, in the scrimmage, I don't think. I mean, his passing accuracy was not an issue. It, it was more the Christmas crispness of the passes, the confidence of of picking a target and and, and re- making the reads. I think that was that was the difference. It was not about the accuracy. Um, and it just came out better, quicker with 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 Jay Schroeder. Um, it may have may have been also a difference of play calling, where given Rogers' talent, they were more likely to call a, a, a run play or a run option with with Rogers taking the ball, taking the. Uh, there were several plays where he just. Uh, they just kind of play into his strengths, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So so. Maybe uh, what I'm seeing on the field is that is a, is a bias towards his, his running ability. All right. And this is from CFB stats, right? Jason Bean, by the way, 2020, eight games, 145 attempts, 79 completions, 54% passing, 1,131 yards at 7.8 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns, five INTs, right? 2022, uh, for Kansas. 12 games, 136 attempts, 87 uh, completions, 64% you know completion percentage, 1,200 yards, 1,280, 9.4 yards per attempt, just a little bit more, a couple more yards, 14 scores, four interceptions. It's it's kind of the same, you know, basically the same thing, um, you know, and some of that was like spot duty, this said and the other, whatever. But I wouldn't say the same thing. I think it was better. I mean, yeah, but he, one was a sophomore, one was a senior, right? I mean, yeah, so, but yeah, he more experience. Yeah, he improved by you know just a little bit. It would a few le- fewer touchdowns, just a little bit. But I mean, he only played, uh, you know, sort of situationally, right? Uh, he was like split right. in time. Yeah. Um. I mean, anyway, so I, all of that just is like you're saying, like you play to your strengths. Obviously, you're going to call different plays when you have Chandler Rogers out there than Jace Ruder. But you have to figure out what, which one, which guy gives you the best chance to win. I don't even know if you like, you know what, this guy is just a better whatever. Is like is he a better quarterback for North Texas coming in this next season, right? That's a different question. You gotta think about that, right? Does this guy give you a better chance to win than another the other one? Yeah, and what I what I'm liking is that that it, it doesn't seem like Eric Morris is forcing these guys into his playbook. They're yeah. adapting towards towards their ability. Yeah. They, everybody had to run. That's why the the non contact jerseys were off. Jace Reuter was running on design plays. Uh, Rogers was running on design plays. Head, uh, Earl, they all were. Uh, so there, it looks like there will be an element of the QB run here, uh, which is nice, which is good. We're They're creating plays that, that will take advantage of those abilities. So I, I'm appreciating that. Yeah, like, I mean, one, that's modern college football, right? And like Eric Moore said, we never did that a whole lot at where he was. And some of that just the guys that he had, but uh, I mean, like you think about Jalen Hurts, who got like a five hundred million dollar contract or something like that in the NFL, right? He was mm-hmm. a running guy. Bryce Young, he has some wheels. He was like two hundred, two hundred twenty. No, it's a thousand million dollars. Um, and so then you look <laughs> at like you know like Bryce Young gonna be the number one pick in the in the league. Uh, the little tiny dude in Arizona, right? He's like four foot one, but he he got billion dollars quarterback. You know, same thing. That, um. Running quarterbacks aren't so unusual. I remember, I remember when I was a kid, it was like Randall Cunningham was the only one you could pick on a video game that that could run away from the defense. Everybody else would get sacked. And then Mike Vick kind of changed the game. 
but like all these dudes can run like Mike Vick, but then they can throw, um, you know, put the ball on the money, throw like Peyton Manning. Um, so I mean, like the game has changed. So if you can get some guys that can run with the ball, like you know, like they did in the '30s when the quarterbacks were also running threats, uh, I mean, you take it. You know, I, and I think it's smart. That's, that's again, that's what I'm saying. Is like I just want an offensive system, and I want a coach, a head coach, offensive coach, well, whatever. That's gonna choose smart things, right? Let's not let's not force a round peg in a square hole, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel fortunate where we are, where we have a guy like Chandler Rogers coming in, uh, who looks you know, if he was here last year, I think he would be competing against Ani for the starting spot like he is this season. And then um Jay Schroeder, who's ob- who's shown obvious signs of improvement and development since he got here. So that's that's awesome to see. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that, like, I think uh, the other thing we're looking for, right, is, you know, like, North Texas is a good squad. They had a lot of talent, right? That w- we knew that. They got to the – they were runner-ups in, you know, in the league last year, which is not an unimpressive feat. Um, you know, it's, it ain't super amazing, but, it, you know, it's not unimpressive, right? It could have been, like, middle. Uh, but the, the thing about the squad is that uh, it was missing, you know, like, that final thing. Asanani had big numbers, but in big situations, when we needed a big-time throw, we didn't have that. And we're a long way from asking that question of Jace Reuter, of Chandler Rogers, if QB to be named later, if it's Stone Earl, right? If it's J.D. Head, it just breaks out or something like that. Um, and so I don't know that we're going to learn that for a while. And, you know, we'll see what's up, right? To his credit, Asanani against UTSA in October led his team on scoring drives every time he needed to. I tweeted it. I don't want to say, like, I didn't tweet this. I was like, uh, we absolutely need a score right now, right? And uh, they go down, touchdown. It's like, okay, well, every time every time they got down, they scored, except on that final, final, whatever, right? That was, there was no time left. But the last time he had the ball and touched, you know, and, and touched the ball and had enough time to score, they went down and scored the, the game, the go-ahead touchdown. So, you know, that I think that was the peak of Austin on his time. Uh, I mean, he, he played well against Western Kentucky, but also he missed the guy that was wide open too in that one, that game. Um, I think that was peak is that October time frame, early November, October night time frame. After that, he kind of slipped, and the offense overall slipped. So, you know, I mean, that to me, that's what we're asking for improvement uh, for, right, around. Eric Morris, can you improve given that same situation? What do we get different? Like, what did they do wrong there? And what could you do right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and it's I feel confident enough just from a little bit of watching that uh, I think we're in a better position than we were last year. I feel like you went out there, you ate and took a bite of hot dog, you saw somebody, somebody <laughs> throw a touchdown, but I said, that's it, we're winning the whole thing, and then you walked out. <laughs> 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, that boy can throw it. Yeah, look at him run. <laughs> he fast. Over the mountains, over the windmills. I like how, uh, in my imagined version of you, you just got a completely different accent. You know? <laughs> Wearing overalls. <laughs> oh, that boy fast! Look at him run. <laughs> he out there running. Ain't nobody gonna catch him. <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, all that, all that. I'm excited about it. I, I think they said they ran. What is it? It was a quote. Um, uh, well, hold on, I'm saying. We're usually not a heavy running back, uh, quarterback, heavy quarterback run team, but with these guys, I think it's something we'll put in our arsenal this year. 
said exactly like that. Uh, said? Yeah. He, he said explosive plays with their feet. Uh, he said the run game was consistent, but not explosive. Um, he said the defense playing a little bend, but don't break. That They tackled well in space. Uh, he said Macklin had a great game. Um, and then, like, Chandler Rogers, not even close. Like, the, the distance between how he's played and how he played in this one. Great balls. He had a good go ball. Uh, one was dropped by Macklin. And it was about his best scrimmage by far. Um, and he was happy with both the way both sides competed today. So Yeah, yeah. Um, Macklin looked awesome. Uh, I'm excited for him. He's the... I know when I say he's a break breakout player, you know he you shouldn't be, because uh, yeah. we all know about him, right? Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the AAC, I think he's going to be the breakout player for the team uh, this season. Well, yeah, we we I mean we talked about him last week. So if y'all listening, you're like, well, Manklin, who's this guy? Tell me more. Um, I mean, I, I think he had his shots. He had his moments. Uh, I'd like to see him get more opportunities. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, um, there's some other guys on the squad that can do some things. And I mean, if you're doing it right, that is another thing about the air raid, right? The kind of the ethos of it, the idea is that the ball can go anywhere. The ball goes to the open guy, right? You're open. The ball goes to you. That's, that's what you say. We put a lot on our quarterbacks, um, in like in the system. And the thinking there is that like, um, you're in the best position as the quarterback to see what the defense is doing and to see who's going to be open. So, you know, like famously, Mike Leach would say, run 92, right? Ace, 92. Uh, and then, you know, or whatever you want. Like, you give them something to run. Like, if you can't run this. So then they run that play, and then it, it goes bad. He'd be like, why did you run that play? He's like, well, you told me to. He's like, no, I told you. A suggestion. You're out there. What am I? It's like, why am I audible in for you? I'm over here on the sideline. I can't see nothing. You're there. You can look. You can see what's going on. You're like, man, that guy looks tired. Let's throw it over there. Or this guy looks like he's going to knock the hell out of me. Let's not go that way. You can change, right? So he puts a lot on him and then a lot for them to to, to do something. I think it was one quarterback, right? And everybody's talking about Mike Leach, right? Is that he said, he was like, you know what? Forget this. And then he just started calling whatever and, and then throwing, going down the field. And he was like, that's. That's all I've been asking you to do all season. <laughs> like you didn't even look. You didn't look to the sideline. He's like, whatever. I'm just gonna call my own stuff. He's mad at Mike Leach. He's like, that's doing it live. That's what I wanted you to do. <laughs> like, own it. Go do. Go be it. So, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, who's the best guy that's gonna go out there and just do it? And that's what we want. And like, I mean, it, it means different things, right? Because sometimes Macklin's gonna be open throwing the ball, and sometimes he's not gonna be open. Throw the other guy the ball. We're not. We shouldn't force feed a guy if he's not open, right? Take what the defense gives you, but it's more like exploit what the defense is is giving you, right? Like the the, the defense shifts this way, you know, take the open space. That that that's kind of what that means, because sometimes yeah, the defense can try to make you play left-handed, but if you if you can play left-handed, so to speak, then you know it doesn't matter what the defense is trying to do. You just go to wherever you can go, and you don't eat up the space. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know it's it sounds like it shouldn't be that that humongous of a concept right play to your strengths and then play to their weaknesses uh but we haven't as a team in the past several years we we haven't always done that uh which can be frustrating at times um i think we saw that i saw that a lot with the the harrow latrell um uh combo 
but I think last year with with Blush, 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 and uh, Latrell, <laughs> I think I think we saw that a lot of that. Like we would we would talk about, hey, this team they're really weak defending against the run, which was what probably L- La Tech. Louisiana Tech, yeah. And what did we do? We ran all over five hundred yards against. Yeah, yeah it, it's the simple things, right? And uh, that's all we ask for. We we adapt. <laughs> Be the dynamic things like winning yeah. every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, just watch it. I just watched one video, one one uh game, uh uh, and I said, well, they suck at defending the run. Let's run all over them, <laughs> and and they did it. Um, it goes back to me saying that that you know it's not Eric Morris isn't going to be saying this is what we do. This is the kind of thing we're going to play. They're gonna they're gonna adapt. The, the expectation is that they're going to adapt to whatever is thrown at them, and um. I like the air raid. I like to to um, you know discuss how how it is a very uh, flexible offense where well if you're going to defend uh, down low where we're going to throw over the top or if you're going to go against the run then then we're going to keep keep passing it and we have we have the tools right we got the receivers we got the running backs for that yeah and, and so this is this part um says a little bit sort of out of date i mean it was more like revolutionary in the mid 2000s and like 2010 when everybody was doing it because uh, everybody does it so everybody's focusing on how to stop it but a lot of what the like the thinking is right is you have a small number of plays so you can rep them very well right if you have a thousand plays then you only have so much time right with which to get good at them right it's you know like the jack of all trades, master of none kind of deal, right? Is that I'd rather know three good plays and then be very good at them and make adjustments within those plays versus, you know, like, okay, on this one, I'm supposed to run 10 yards, I think. And then like that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, like they get real ruthless about it and they're like, well, we, we have a specific kind of way to train everybody. So we're going to rep, the short game this week and then we're going to wrap you know like the the play passes and then we're going to wrap um you know like the run game or whatever the screen game and so you're like all right we only have so much time to do these things so if we find a cool play and then we like this play that means we're going to have to drop a play and we also like that play whatever play that we drop we drop right then it's, it's in the package but it keeps them honest in that you, you say we're going to only be we're going to be good at these things right so sometimes you kind of put at a disadvantage because you don't know. You, it'd be great if you had a, a, a tenth play, but you only got nine or whatever the case is. Uh, but the idea is that, like, you kind of adjust to some of these things, right? That you can you can adjust some of these things within the plays, right? Like I said, what is it, the 92, right, mesh? Why why uh, um, sometimes they'll, they'll tag it with a post. And so, you know, instead of doing the, the cross, because everybody's expecting you to do the uh, corner route, do a post route over the top. And instead of doing a little shoot route, running back, this time you do a um, uh, a wheel route, right? And are those new plays? Yes, they're new plays. But they're not new plays. They're the same plays. I run a post route all the time, so I know how to run a post route. But now I'm just running, so I'm just running a post, right? But the defense is expecting, because they came out here in this formation, they're like, okay, this is the, the Y uh, corner. So they're ready for that, and then you just run a post. And now the guy's wide open. You're like, wow, what a great play call. I mean, yeah, it is, but you just tagged it. And you can do it quick. You're just cool. like 92, you know. Um, 
you know, post. Like Whitney and, would say, and, and throw that out. That. He would he would say like this. This is out. He would just point to it. So you can do it real quick and just go fast and then just execute it. So something like the White Cross, we saw our key scums get a lot of attention last season. And that was what you were saying. They, they're reading the, the linebackers. If the linebacker is going to move up, he's going to go over the top and keep going on that yeah. cross. And quarterback's going to see the same thing. Ani sees the, the, the linebacker come up, and then he's going to wait for, for keys and, and he's going to pass it over to him. Yeah, and if you're repping that, to your point, right? If you're repping that and you get more time and say, let's run this 10 times in all its varieties, you're going to run it where the linebackers drop, and so you have to bend your run underneath them. You're going to run it where it's a little zone and you have to settle in. You're going to run it where it's man and you're going to run away from them. It's the same play, but you're going to rep all the variations, all the looks you're going to get against it. So you're going to get great at it. So I, when I call the play, it's going to be effective. It's not just like, oh, I called it. Ah, oh, well, he was, they ran a little zone. He wasn't ready for that. You got to, you got to, they're going to be honest. So you got to come shorter on that one. Like, oh, okay, next time I'll do it. You, you, you eliminate all that sideline coaching because it's in the game. Or it's in, you're doing that in practice and it's just like unthinking. Sorry, I, I know I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, it, it was pretty much it. it. It's with the, the, why cross your you read your keys with the switch plays you read your, your keys and so um like you mentioned that you only get that with those repetitions and th- that kind of um you know the play calling the scheme the scheme is what i'm talking about is that that with the p- type of players we're able to get the type of athletes we're able to get it makes us a more flexible team we're not going to get we're not going to get talent that can run the power run Right, we don't have. We're not big enough. We don't have those guys, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. We're we're we have to accept that. We're not going to uh, bring in a power run court coach, nor is Eric Morris going to try to do a power run. But uh, unless maybe it's a, a sp- you know situation, whatever. Uh, I'm never it, gonna. I'm not gonna well, say I mean, that. Yeah, that's not. the thing. Is that like like if you don't need them to line up in an I formation to run to get three yards, right? Because, like, that's the thing is, like, it's always like, hey, we need one or two yards. If you've repped it, repped it enough, you can throw for two yards, right? Like, I mean, that was the thing. Like, UTSA would line up, and I kept, you know, we, we were talking about that. They would throw that quick screen out to the receiver, and he'd sort of fall forward. That was, like, the play uh, they ran against us to get that first down, where we thought we beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do that quick enough and you got that down, I mean, they threw for it, right? That That's it. You, you know, you don't necessarily need to line up and run at them. But, and here's the thing. This is a, the the weakness in saying we're going to run, line up, and run at somebody. Um, is that what if you can't, right? Like what what yeah. if you literally, like, you know what? I tried to sprint by the dude, but he was faster than me and he tackled me. And so, you know, that was kind of the thing where, like, when North Texas is not hitting the run game the way they wanted to, then you're like, well, but that's what we do, right? So then we would kind of do like, well, we're going to just do it again. And that was the part where it was a little frustrating. We are asking for some creativity. And, you know, to, like you said, to their credit, Blush, Seth Trill, they were better um, last year in certain parts of the year, definitely, than they were in previous years where it was like, what are we doing? I mean, I'll add to that that, that maybe we stuck to the run game more than we should have because – we couldn't pass out of situations. They yeah. didn't want to put it into Ani's hands, Yeah. which I, I get that. Um, you want to run the most successful play, and that won't. That might not be a hitch route or a go route to the outside with, with no. Ani. 
I mean, no disrespect. It's just you you got to know what you have and and you got to yeah. you know win the game, and and we can win the game with like uh, Ragsdale. We can we can win the game with 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 a day, and uh, and we did that several times throughout the season. Uh, in the past, DeAndre Torrey, what have you. Yeah, and and I, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, and I guess this is my hopeful side. I'm feeling ex- that, that excitement a little too early. Uh, is that we are going to be able to pass out of those situations, and we can put the ball in the quarterback's hands and say, "Hey, get me three yards uh, on third and three instead of, "Hey, I really hope that Ragsdale can get this, that the line can can open up that hole," and the defense is thinking, "Oh, yeah, they're handing it off." It's going to the left off the the the, the uh, uh, right tackle. So we're gonna we're gonna hit that hole right there. So I think and here's the thing. I think we're gonna be better than them. Uh, but like I l- really like Louisiana Tech. They're an air raid system, right? They had what's his face uh, as their coach. Um, yeah, he was a former Texas Tech quarterback too, right? They were kind of figuring. You know, they they played like four or five quarterbacks, right? Uh, was it like Parker McNeil? Landry, Liddy, and they, they had a tough time. And they still threw for collectively 3,200 yards, right? Um, their one guy threw for 18 touchdown passes. But they, overall, there was like eight, 25 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. They were sort of struggling to, to kind of put it all together. But I really liked their offense, right? They had Trey Harris, and I think he's leaving. They had Smoke Harris, and I think he's leaving or he left or whatever. Uh, I know nobody cares about him, but they did a whole lot of really good stuff. And I, I liked them. And if we can get, we can, I think we're going to be better than that. But, you know, we talked about them in, like, the preview for them. It's like, you got to look out. They were just, they would do run some some beautiful stuff where they would run, line up, and then they would just hit, like, a, a well-executed post route. Like, it was just a little simple skinny post, but they would hit it. And, uh, you know, the quarterback would put it right in the money. Trey Harris sticks his foot in the ground, catch, touchdown. Because he's, he, he's gone, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that you're like, well... I mean, we're just a, he put it on the money. The guy stuck his foot. All the technique is right, and you see what it leads to. It's a short little pass, boom, right? You didn't have to fit it within some kind of crazy window, sixty yards down the field. Um, you know, you still need arm strength, all this other stuff. But he puts it right here, catch, run, touchdown, right? Can you see yeah, Macklin doing that? That'd be just and, be amazing. I, I would, I would yeah. Love that. As a not lot tech fan, you know, it's it's frustrating to see like. Why not us? Why why aren't we doing that kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Like we did with, with like we had with Mason Fine and Darden. You know, it was a, it was a simple, you know, uh, either a, a stick route, or or it would be a, a fake. Oh, I forgot the name of it. Where he would motion and then fake the motion and go the other direction. We saw that numerous times. Uh, Orbit motion. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so now I'm thinking, it's gonna be us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see more. So I think he does a really good job. I liked what he did at Incarnate Word. I said this before, right? And I think he has better tools than he did at Incarnate Word, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But, like, he's not building a program, right? This is a program that's already there, very talented. I mean, you got Macklin. You got you got uh, Jace Reuter is already on the roster. You got J.D. Head. You got Stone Earl, right? Those guys have some talent. It's not like, all right, we're going to throw the ball here. And I know nobody's ever threw the ball, throwing the ball here at this, this school. Um, so I'm looking for that. I'm, you know, Chandler Rogers is intriguing. I'm looking for some explosivity from this offense. And, you know, like I said, I, I want Mason Fine's records to get blown out the water. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited I mean, they about need to that. be. Yeah. And, you know, I said the same thing about Derek Thompson when, uh, you know, he was a great quarterback. He did great things for the program. And I had said that these his numbers should be considered average for the school. And, you know, that has upset some people because I was they thought I was saying he sucks. He, you know, this, these are pedestrian numbers and it should be considered pedestrian for us. You know, it, it should yeah. be considered like the the floor. Derek yeah. Thompson did great. We should not get any quarterback in here that does worse than that. And uh, I think we've been. Uh, it's been unfortunate, right? Since Mason finds the only one that we've seen uh, uh, really do something uh, with consistency, like we saw Derek Thompson do. Um, but uh, no, I keep saying it's going to be great. This year is going to be awesome. This, this, and that. Uh, whatever. But, I'm excited. So I'll say a note about Derek Thompson. Right? He was recruited by Todd Dodge, and I mean, there's a lot you know to say about Todd Dodge. But he did know his offense, right? And I think he, he could see a good quarterback or a solid quarterback. Uh, and he was also he also um, played in the time where they, like, we burned his red shirt. He could have probably had another year, right? Uh, he could have been around one more season. And I think that would have changed. Yeah. It would have changed things tremendously because I think we would have had a quarterback in that, you know, that last uh, McCarney year. Um, you know, he was talented. He had a lot, you know, to him. He had He had the tools. Uh, and I, I think that McCarney offense was limiting for him. I mean, he could have played a little bit better sometimes. But I think when we let him deal, he was pretty solid. Uh, he was pretty good. And I think if, you know, say if, he, if he had different coaching, a different system, and maybe even some other, uh, just a few more weapons that would have come because of the system, then I think you know his numbers would have been whatever. So all that is to assuage everybody. It's like, oh, Derek Thompson is so amazing. Like, you know, he did what he did. He they won a bowl game championship. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, say, great yeah. memories, and yeah. he's got those intangibles, right? The the yeah. leadership ability. He was yeah, that's key. He would get hit and he get back up. Like you yeah. want that? He's like, let's go, let's go. He's uh, kind of reminds you of of Mason Fine had those same intangibles with the leadership and the grit and, and all that stuff. That's yeah, what you, you wanted you to wanted see. Wanted to play with him and and, and for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, so like, here's a side note again, right? So it's, it's the same kind of deal. Where we're playing, playing rec league, and I'm telling you again why this is like valuable, right? So we won, we won in this game, but like the one guy, there's one guy, he's pretty good. He just does not like criticism, like he will not have it, and it's kind of frustrating sometimes. Cause I'm like, hey man, you and this other guy running into the same space, y'all just got to talk, right? So we know, so you're not in the same spot, right? We can't have two guys in the same spot. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, it's not just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're does that mean you're going to stay here or what? What what does that mean? <laughs> like, are you listening to this? He's like, it, and then the funny thing is the whole game, like we're all like, hey, great job, great job. I was telling him, great job, great job pressing, great job scoring this goal. And then, you know, that one time I told him like, hey, just just stay back a little bit or y'all talk or just be uh, uh, aware that you can't occupy the same space, right? I told him both. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, just need, we, just, we just need praise. We don't need criticism in this game. I was like, <laughs> That literally was the only thing I ever said. I said I had 99 things that were like, great job. And then one was like, hey, maybe we could do this better. But I think that's that's one of those things that you kind of see. Like in real life, right? I'm sure it happens at work. But I think it's it's, it's useful because it's like in, in sports similar. Um, that, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like if you were away from the conversations, you would have no idea that's going on, right? It's a little thing like that that can make the team better or worse. 
more fun to play with or less fun to play with. You can make somebody hate going to, to, to the team, hate going to practice. Cause you're like, man, that dude could never do anything wrong. You just get start getting mad at him, and it starts bothering you. You know, you know what I'm like, hey, <laughs> listen to what I say sometimes. You know, like it's a it has the potential. So you need good teammates, and like, uh, um, it is good to have your quarterback, the main dude, be a guy that you know you want to rally around, you want to play with, because they have so much responsibility, and you know you want them to be a good teammate. Cause you don't you don't you don't want to hate that guy. Cause you, you don't want to Russell Wilson on your team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so important. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I've here's another thing about Redcliffe, right? I've played on teams that want to win, and it was just the most awful experience. I'm like oh, Wednesday at seven thirty. <sighs> like, I want to look forward to Redcliffe to go run around, pretend you know I'm Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Um. Or like when I played in basketball, right? Like pretend I'm Steph Curry. I, one of our rules is like everybody gets one Steph Curry, and if you make it, you get another one. <laughs> if you miss it, time to pass the ball, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so we had, I had teams that were just awful to play with, and then I'd much rather so start. We changed tactics, and we we're like, let's get with a bunch of loser teams, or my, mostly my friends. I was like, I'd much rather lose with these guys because I like to be around them. <laughs> than to win with these guys who make it awful to show up. And again, that, that's directly, it's, it's obviously different. It's more important and impactful in your life. But that's why you want to make it a good locker room and a good place and have good culture and all that other stuff. You want to make it a place where people are excited to do extra, to do main the main work. So that way, if they feel like doing extra work, yeah, they're like, yeah, I'll stay around longer. I'll stay in this program. I'll do some extra lifting. Because they like the guy they're working next to. Because they're like, oh. I hate that the linebacker man. I don't. I don't want to do any extra lifting because he might be in there. You know, I, I, you don't want now. Is that going to be the thing that keeps him from it? No. But I'm saying you don't even want that. You don't want it to be just a little extra thing. You're like, I just don't like that guy. <laughs> and so that that makes you just a slightly worse program. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna. I just remembered that I was coaching um, uh, my kids rec league or pee wee league for basketball as well. Um, and, uh, the, the other team, we played them before and I think we beat them last time and, but they, now they had a ringer, like <laughs> they're nine, 10, 11 years old. But I think this kid was about 16, maybe 17. Like she, she was almost as tall as I was. I was like, oh no, that's a little bit iffy. Uh, but anyway, I, I had a, also some new kids on, on, on the team and I was just trying to get to know them and stuff. And I had no idea how, how skillful they were. And because we don't get to practice or anything like that, it was like, look, <laughs> just dribble and shoot. I don't care if you miss it. What happens if you miss it? Nothing. Get the ball and try again. Yeah. Um, so I ran with some defensive drills, some offensive drills and stuff. And, and uh, this new girl was, was doing fantastic. She was, she was uh, defending really well. Nobody could shoot around her. She was all over the place. She was completely out of position the entire time. But that's all right. She was defending the ball wherever it was, and yeah. nobody could score on the other team. Which, whatever, that was awesome. And but when she got the ball, she, you know, she did exactly what I asked her to do. She shot the ball and completely airballed it. And you can see it like devastated, like oh my god, this and that. But and I took her off because she looked exhausted. She was running all over the place. And I was gonna give her a breather. And so when she sat down, she was just like dejected, sitting sitting at the bench. And I was like, hey, what's wrong? She's like, oh, I shouldn't have taken that shot, this and that. And I was like, no, you did exactly what I what I asked you to do. You took the shot. But you know what? You were also defending. Nobody got any points off of you. 
and you were all over the place. So, you know, congratulations. You do you did exactly what I told you to do. When I when I when you go back out there, I expect you to do the same exact thing, but this time just try to hit the rim. And you know, she laughed and this and that. So it it's that mentality starts from from a young age and you want to get them to to be positive about, you know, any challenges that they face uh do better, right? Don't yeah. just give up. Try again, except try to make it this time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that, that's the thing. It's good that you kind of made it positive. Like, I've been in teams where there's like, you know, like, oh, the coach, yeah, like, you know, if you turn the ball over, you're going to get chewed out. <laughs> and then the guys, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, that. that's, I, I do think there are some people that prefer that kind of thing. And I heard from some ex coaches, ex GAs, this kind of stuff. And they were like, you know what? One problem with Seth Latrell is that he don't chew anybody out. Like you need to chew anybody. You need to, and and it could be that. I think that there's a there's a place for just like uber positivity, and then there's a place for like a negative motivator. You know what I mean? And I guess I've seen yeah. it in in uh, practice, right? Like some of my friends were playing again. Rec league is rec. This is back in when I lived in San Antonio, and you know he's kind of getting burned out there, and he's kind of making mistakes a lot. And I had all season, you know, I was like, "Hey, good job, just try, you know, just good job, hey man, just good effort." Like we're we're trying to do this and not that. <laughs> what you did, so you know, like whatever, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, and so it was like one point in the, in the thing, I kind of looked at him. I remember some stuff you said. Yeah, he used to, you know, have a coach or whatever. So I was like, "Dude, like if you're not gonna play, <laughs> like don't just go. Why don't you let, you're gonna let that guy beat you." You're just going to, what are you even out here for? What are you doing? Like, we, I gave him the tough love coaching. <laughs> and he said he got a little mad at me. But then from that point on, he was, like, playing very well. He was, like, flying around, doing this and that. And so afterwards, again, this is what good. we're all having a, a few beers and stuff and enjoying the time. And, you know, we talked about that. I was like, yeah, man, I, I, they didn't want to, but I thought maybe that wouldn't work. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I got mad at you, but I knew what you were doing. I was mad <laughs> Yeah, everybody's different. It's like yeah. what was it, Little Giants, where the receiver had envisioned that the ball was like a, a roll of toilet paper in <laughs> yeah. order for him to catch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I think that's the part about coaching and any kind of reaction because that it's worked. Like I said, in my real life, you know, Clark Kent job also, right? Like I think when you're managing people, you have to figure out what makes them tick and what what helps them get to their best performance, right? And so. Ultimately, it's not just about coming up with a great system. It's how do you coach that system? How do you encourage that system? How do you? It's it's so much more than just like, man, look at this pretty play. I drew up. This guy's gonna go this way. And he's gonna score a touchdown, right? No, if you just played it for um, on the tactics board, on on the X's and O's, you know, you know, there's there's an answer for everything, right? <laughs> if they come here, we're throwing this, right? Sure, but in in the moment. When the guy's like, okay, I remember this. It was like the the West Coast offense, like X cat right, two ninety, thirty five waggle. You're like what? Yeah, you know, like, mm -hmm. is that the best way to communicate it? No, it turns out no. You're just like, hey, uh, ninety, you know, ace ninety two, <laughs> and then you just go out there and you can run it fast, and you don't need to have spent all this time trying to memorize this complicated series of of instructions when you just communicated that in two words, three words, right? So that's, I think, good coaching, right? So then the player could focus on what they're doing. They're not like, wait, 39 waggle. And then what, what you know what I mean? So I, I think yeah, all which that. one? Which one am I? <laughs> like, Coach, what number am I? 
Um, yeah, so I think I think all that is important, and I'm in, I'm curious, I'm interested about what uh, Eric Morris is gonna bring to North Texas in that way. I think we've already seen him be like real positive, right? You know, kind of get in there, and I think that's one way to do it. And I think he's gonna attract a kind of guy that enjoys that kind of coaching. But also, I think you need you need to balance yourself out. Maybe you're a little positive. You need a guy that's kind of a little bit negative, so that way he can reach those guys that that, that like the the other kind of motivation, right? Say, like, hey, good maybe, job, good job. You need someone yeah, to maybe. say, what the what was that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need both. Yeah, maybe maybe ne- negative Eric Morris comes out. Um, maybe it's Derek <laughs> Derek Morris, and you know he he does the, he hides his face. Yeah, he comes back out. He's got a like a fake mustache. All right, yeah. now this is Derek Morris, and I'm telling you all the bad things you did. Start yelling at people, and yeah. he and he takes it back off. Good job, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I I think there's there's a, there's room for all of that. You got to figure out what's going on, but I mean, so far so good. But this is the, this is the honeymoon period, right? Um, it is. I mean, and in, in 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 it's a valid point that that there's only so much you can take, but there are still things you notice. Right in the in this in this, these scrimmages that that you can really really glean from uh, in the past quarterback was was number one like you could tell <laughs> okay this is not great we could do something with this but but I'm really worried about the position yeah. or or you know on the defensive side of the ball we can't get any penetration there are some things you can take away from this yeah. uh, so it's yeah. not all you know daisies and whatever yeah. I mean yeah you you can always see that I think. <laughs> My favorite thing is like watching people walk up to like a basketball court and you're like, That guy can't play. Just just the way <laughs> he dribbles the ball, you know, you're like that it's not gonna happen. The Stanley uh, dribble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like that. So I mean, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit like that. To the trained eye, you can be like, Mm, I didn't see any receivers that looked explosive. So that's why it's interesting to watch Chandler Rogers, you're like yeah, that's explosive speed, right? That's a different kind of speed. Like there's yeah. fast, but then you there's like, tell. oh man, that's fast, fast, right? Um, and you know, so I th- I think those things are interesting. I, you know, like I think Macklin, he has a lot of speed, and you know that that kind of makes people sit up, like oh, you know. Yeah, he looks strong. He looks fluid and stuff. You know, we've all seen shorter. He's a big dude that can that can fly. Um. Roderick Burns, we've seen him do what he does. Damon Ward is always interesting. I think he's he's exciting. Uh, and I think the starting three, if Shorter's there, it's going to be Shorter, Macklin, Ward. Those are probably going to be your your three guys. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. I always think you need more guys because guys get injured, guys get tired, and, you know, like, you just need somebody else to step up. And we talked about this last podcast. Um, so I, I, I'm looking for that. And I think we'll see some guys come in like for the fall, you you know, the transfer portal, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know that you're going to get anything game-changing. I know some people are still holding out for like a better quarterback or something. I don't know. I think right now we could just look at these guys and say this is kind of going to be it. Uh, and I I'm, I don't hate it, them as options. Um, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I think we talk a lot about the receivers and the quarterbacks, uh, I guess, because we know what we have at the running back position and they've been great. Uh, Quaylen Farrar, I'm really excited about him. If uh, I have no idea how they're going to spread out the touches. Right. Uh, I don't even know, you know, Oscar Attaway's, Attaway's status if he's even coming back. Um, I mean, he's been tweeting positively about North Texas. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I don't like to speculate. 
and we'll 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 know more as it goes on. I, I like I like Attaway. I don't know if he's gonna still be the same kind of dude, and if he even wants to put his body through the the grind of all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but if he's there, I think he's obviously a talent. Um, but I like this Isaiah Johnson. I like the Dayy. I like you know I like North Texas options, and I think there's some other guys. Right, it was like B.K. Jackson, and there's the other dude from the. Um, Oak Cliff, right? I forget his name now. I was remembering his name every week now. I forgot. But was that not Quaylen Farrar? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you have options. You're always gonna have some options. I think North Texas is a program has always had very good running backs, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, even when we were like, you know, we're gonna throw the ball. North Texas football, it's wide open. And then we have Lance Dunbar, right? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I remember watching it, it was just kind of weird. Like the offense is terrible, and then all of a sudden we'd hand the ball to him and he'd run. In a, for an 80-yard touchdown. And he was like, well, let's do that again. <laughs> you know, let's give him the ball. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a lot of running backs out there, and uh, it's easy. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's the, the, I would say, it's like the number, the first position anybody plays. I think you go yeah, out there yeah. play quarterback. The first position you play is running back, right? You're like, let's play, and then you throw, you just give it to somebody and see if you can run by everybody. You just run it, <laughs> you know? like you Give it uh, to that guy. Yeah, hey, throwing a ball is always kind of hard. Even you know, like a little six-year-old or something, they can't throw the ball very far. Um, anyway, so I'm excited. This is the end of spring practice. I think everything else past this point is going to be like workout clips. Um, it's going to be recruiting updates and, and notices. Um, and then, like when we get to like fall camp, we get to get more insight. It's going to be the same kind of deal, like. Who's looking good? They're gonna be a little bit more closed, I think, right? Like, real secretive. They don't want Cal to figure out that. I think they don't want Cal to know that they're gonna try to score touchdowns. I think. <laughs> yeah, and and during that time, I'm gonna just be right here, sitting on my couch. Yeah, or turn it off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, because I think we're gonna talk a little recruiting, this, that, and the other, and that kind of thing. But you know, uh, as far as Mingry Nation podcast, that's what you can expect. Um, like I know there's some like basketball things and it was like uh, Greg tweeted like oh I don't know we're not we're not getting any transfers in there there's still there's stuff to talk about like on bo- all sides of the uh both sports I guess no oh yeah and they're doing basketball's doing their NIT championship celebration yeah was no, it May second yeah it's good I like that I like it a lot um, this is the second right uh, I thought it was May third, Wednesday, at five p.m. I don't know. Is it? Are you looking at the information? I'm looking right now. One uh, second. Is it the third? Do 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 do. Oh, May second at five p.m. My yeah, bad. See. Look at that steel trap up here, guys. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm saying is the this the one? What? I just had to pay some of the the guitar <laughs> the guitar fight song um, because we won every time we win you gotta play one of the fight songs uh, I don't have any I don't have like they have the sad one I think yeah it's a sad one <laughs> <laughs> that's for the losses like oh we lost um <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say yeah I mean so like I think what's the uh, May 3rd I know what you think about like May 3rd or May 2nd is when uh uh Tyler Perry is going to announce his transfer destination, right? 
Or maybe that he's staying. I know, because it's all kind of lining up. I'm wondering if it's kind of he's gonna be like, you know, he's gonna pop out the cake or something like that. You know? <laughs> I'm staying. Do the the Wolf of Wall Street thing. Yeah, small cake. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little tiny cake there. What could that be? Well, look. I'm sorry, there. Tyler. You don't listen to these, do you? Well, he said he did, but now he's gonna. He's like, you know what? <laughs> my mind. Hold on. Let's, Never let's, again. Grant, let me. I gotta text you real quick. You're calling me short. <laughs> Grant McGaskin does not like short jokes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, here, here's the other. They said like we're gonna c- celebrate that. Are you gonna go out there? You're gonna you're gonna get in there and, and hold the kid up and in the parade. What's gonna happen at this thing? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, if I can put the kid inside of the trophy <laughs> and then carry that, then yeah, I'll be there. Oh, and then to pour some beer into that and then drink it like that. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I I've haven't seen, I haven't been to one of these before, so I don't know. I, I've seen the trophy. It's not. I mean, you know, it's it's fine, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I realize it's not a piece of glass, is it? Well, I, I, they tweeted a bunch of pictures on it, uh, so I won't I won't you know give it away, I guess. But I think the thing about it is that like I realized I didn't know what the NIT trophy looked like. You know, like it's kind of like oh yeah, well yeah. this is it, man. Um, you know, so that's that's cool. Once again, here here's hoping that North Texas makes the uh, NCAA tournament. Like, if if it means you got to go back to the NIT and do that again, I mean, I say let's do it. But it's going to be in a less fun place, right? It's not going to be in Vegas. It's going to be in you know, at Butler, so it's going to be in Indiana, right? Indianapolis. Oh, decidedly gross. less uh, intriguing. You go from New York to Las Vegas, and you can still go to New York in Las Vegas. You go to New York, New York, right? Um, <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but you can't go there in Indianapolis. It's very different. Very different vibe there. Uh, but they do like their basketball. So anyway, that's all of uh, another aside. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? I think that's. It. I think I hit all the all the major points that I wanted to talk about. Oh, one other thing: the green and white game was versus. It was green versus black. <laughs> what did you make of that? Yeah. I thought that was an insult to the history of North Texas. <laughs> and well no, it was confusing, right? We everybody we 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 call it the green and white game the past whatever number of years it hasn't been that long. And uh, you know, you show up and they're in green and black. You look up at the screen and it says green and black, but the person on the jumbotron is wearing a white jersey. <laughs> so they're, they're throwing mixed signals. I think they they were like uh, I I saw the official explanation it was like well yeah we we gave away the white jerseys after the bowl game so we didn't have any white jerseys and I mean I guess <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know I mean you don't I have any more white jerseys you can yeah. buy more I mean I guess it's like a waste of money whatever I think it's kind of I would just be like can we not call it the green and white game this time they just call it the spring game you call it the spring game they show up in green yeah. and black you get a little bit of that but it sounds weird to be like green and white. And then you look at it and there's like, ain't no white asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, if you, if you turn your camera to negative, then they look. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess whatever. Like, I, I think the older I get, it's funny that I used to be just like, whatever, man. It's, you know, whatever. But now the older I get, I'm like, oh, you know, everybody called to be green because we're the green and white. You know, like I've become a little bit more uh, like solidly in that we are green and white. We should wear green and white at at most opportunities to do so you know um and you know like i get the i get the special occasions where the black uniforms because they are kind they are cool like for special moments like i like the halloween one i think the famous 
Halloween version of those when when they did that. The blackout uniforms were cool, but I think that you keep them special by making them special, right? Bring the black uniforms out for a special occasion, but it's green and white a lot. I I, I like that. Yeah, um, I agree. Like keep the uh, the black uniforms at home. I think that I don't think we've ever worn them away, but uh, for those special occasions, but. If you've got like a special uniform coming out or a cool helmet coming out, then throw them out there. I, I don't need to limit the black uniforms. I think they look awesome. Uh, I want to see more of the stormtrooper look on, on in the away games. Uh, I really like that. I never want to see the gray uniforms ever again. Every time we wear them, it's ter- something terrible happens. Uh, so that's the only one I don't want to see. Yeah, I mean, I, it's the other thing too is that like Oregon was doing that a ton and I think they always did it the best and they they made that part of their thing they made it part of their brand I hate to say that word it's overused um but they they made it part of it so when you saw was their identity yes you made it I mean it's all the same right uh the identity so you it's can recognize it, but yeah but it's all it, the brand was literally a brand and now we're talking about it like this silly thing but um it, when you saw like you, the thing was like hey Oregon's gonna play what kind of crazy uniform combination is going to come up with this time, right? Like they wore the silver and they went chrome. Dome. They started doing chrome domes before anybody else. And then like everybody else tried to mix them in this here and that and the other. They did matte black before anybody else. All those things were cool. I, 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 that's because Oregon didn't have any, you know, like, uh, uh, iconic uniforms. I think when Oklahoma wears like a chrome dome or a matte black, or some future thing. It looks dumb. Because I think one thing about Oklahoma. Is that the classic crimson and red. Looks iconic. It look, you know what I mean? It's like it's like a thing you see them. And you associate them with all the winning that they've done. Right? I remember when they sure. were. Yeah, that, when them in Alabama. I get it. Yeah. 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 So like it, it's the thing is like when you see. Like, not so, more, so much anymore. But like when you see all Nebraska and the N. You know. And then they're wearing the red. Like. They were whooping everybody for a while, and I remember rooting against like Nebraska. Uh, they looked intimidating, and I could see it. I could feel it in my in my, in my soul. Like, man, it'd be kind of cool. Like, you know, somebody's wearing a little in on it. It means something. But nobody cared about Oregon, right? So then Oregon was doing all these different colors, and that was their thing. Like, they they're always going to come up with something different. And so when you get like a Nebraska doing that, like again, like an Ohio State or like a Michigan, you're just like, well, they're kind of messing with something that's good. Yeah, because those schools have you know tradition, like exactly. like ne- Nebraska. You don't, you don't need the N, crazy uniforms when you got the tradition. Right? Yeah, the N for knowledge, and you got Iowa State for uh, with their their colors and stuff, and they do the the alternate sometimes. But we, I don't think we have that that tradition. Uh, we don't have that kind of identity that that yeah. they've got with their classic look. And I think we've got because we've kind of a, have a fun uh, um, mascot, fun fun. Um, Use of the the eagle and the wings and stuff on the helmet, yeah. I think that that lends itself to to that kind of thing. Yeah, so the, that's what I'm saying. So like, while I agree, right, that we don't have the tradition to say, well, we have a classic uniform that everybody recognizes. I think that the diving eagle logo is the best of like all the, you know, G five. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. that whoever came up with that hit a home run, right? That was that was great, and I think it, it you know, like, yeah. It, they should accentuate that, put that on uh, more things. I think it looks good. And, um, you know, like everything else is like green and white with the eagle. I think that is a clean, classic look. And I think you can, yeah. within that template, 
you can have a lot of creativity. Um, like, I mean, you're saying you like the stormtrooper look. I like green helmets and then all white. I like the all white look too. I think that looks good. Um, here's the thing is I always thought Texas looked best as the stormtrooper look, right? And then everybody else is kind of sort of biting it, but whatever, whatever, man, you know, you kind of get away with some of these things. But it's got the, because the, the, the longhorn has a very minimalist look on the helmet. The diving eagle does the same thing. It's a very minimalist look on, on the helmet. Uh, it looks great on a, on a polo. It looks great on a sweater and, um, they need to take that and and stick with it. You know, I don't, I don't want to have the UNT brand with the Eagle. People need to know what that diving Eagle stands for. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing too, is like just a, a lone Nebraska end doesn't mean anything. I always, I hate this part. I know I'm ranting at the end, but when people are like, Oh, I want an iconic look. You can't just make a look iconic. It has to be associated with it. Like whatever it is, it, once it starts being associated with the cool thing, then that becomes it. Like the Chicago Bulls uniforms, Mike Jordan were pretty simple, but then they like, they go from like, yeah, this is kind of boring, to becoming iconic when Mike Jordan is dunking on everybody and winning six titles. Now you're like, hey, this is the iconic look, you know, that that, that the Bulls yeah. have. Yeah. Well, uh, back to college football at Stanford. You know, it's the yeah. S with the tree. You know that it's that Stanford. Yeah. Um, ne- Nebraska. I mean, yeah. That who else would, would it be with the with the red in right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, but it could be just no, but nowhere, right? You're like, what is the end? I don't, I don't get that. But I, nobody. I, like I said, I understand kind of what the thing is. Like, I for me, Nebraska is like a, an iconic look because I came up and when I was a kid, I remember seeing them on TV all the time, and they were when I saw like the big magazines, like "Kid Nebraska Do It a Third Time" and win championships and stuff, right? So like Oklahoma, like Miami, the University of Miami when they were you know winning uh, in the early 2000s. Like those things are have an impression on me, um, so you know basically it's like when like Ohio State doesn't look like Ohio State, I feel like they're wasting their time. <laughs> like what this doesn't look mm-hmm. like Ohio. I don't know that I'm watching Ohio State, right? So like if like a kid, I think about it, they're like who's the team with like the all black uniforms? Well, that's Ohio State. And the next time we saw Ohio State, like who are we watching? I think that matters. And again, I'm, I'm I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but we're ending the show, so this is the part that. Statistically speaking, nobody listens to. Um, so grab your grapefruit. It's and listen. No, no it's yeah. Is so I take my kids right to like uh, the Billikens here to the North Texas games, and they see the colors. They know that we wear green, and so if we don't wear green. Then they're just like, "Why am I wearing green?" You know what I mean? Like I think that's hard. That's part of the brand building you do, and I think if you have a good design, good design is is timeless. Um, I think that's why everybody likes the like the the, the squiggly eagle one. Um, flying worm. Uh, yeah, the flying worm. Um, one because it, it's 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 good design, but like the uniforms, the jerseys is what I'm talking about, and then just a green jersey yeah. with the block lettering 25. It looks great though. Yeah, and you know, I I really don't think we do too much in that department. One because we can't afford it. We we have uh, we wear those green jerseys most of the time at home. Uh, I think where we where we get creative is with those helmets, uh, whether yeah. it's the white helmet with mixed with the with the green jersey, black, whatever, a green helmet. Uh, we have we have a little fun with that. The chrome helmet, I enjoy the chrome helmet. <laughs> I, I think that's where we we get have a little fun. We go a little crazy. It's the helmets. The the rest I mean, of the stuff stays pretty consistent. Man, I'm not I'm not gonna win any any uh, arguments here. I, I I just think that like yeah. 
Well, I was a fan of all the 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 crazy uniforms. I think uh, what was it like TCU came out with like. The, but once everybody's doing it, then you're not special anymore. And I think that's part of the thing. And I think it's it's very difficult to find a good design. And I think if you find a good design, you got to hold on to it. So yeah, if they want to play around with like the colors of the helmet and all the other stuff, but I think don't play around with the logo on the thing because it looks great. And I think that's the part where uh, you got to keep it. Um, you gotta, you gotta keep yeah, it looking great. Yeah, as much as I like the feathers on the wings on the uh, on the side of the helmets, yeah. I think that that is more Oregon, right? That feels yeah. more like the Oregon Ducks helmet. That we need to stick with the diving eagle, and then and then uh, the flying worm uh, on that you know one once a year kind of anniversary or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a super crazy attachment to that. I think they can do the flying worm on one side, diving eagle on the other. I think I like that too. Uh, but or, um, that one season was it last season? What one season when we did the interlocking NT when we did the classic? Yeah, 1960s? I, I think that's yeah. That I mean, that's what I'm saying it's the other part about it that because everybody's doing a lot of crazy stuff, then that looks real classic, and you're like, you know what, that looks nice. That, yeah, I'd wear that. <laughs> Everybody wanted yeah. to wear the shirt. They wanted to buy the shirt. I, it's a long way of saying it's like in your own life you can find you can go a long way with a nice classic clean design anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the show thank you for listening to the end of the show if you did and talking about this part <laughs> if you listen to this part I don't know like let me know that you listen to it uh, and talk about it and we'll see maybe we can send you something like a sticker or something like that I'm gonna get so many stickers out of here you have um, to have a secret code. Make them repeat the secret code. All right, well, give them a secret code, Aldo. Grapefruit. <laughs> I like it. Email He's the show. <laughs> e- well, email the show with the with adding the subject line grapefruit, and then we'll we'll get your information and we'll send you something, <laughs> uh, a sticker <laughs> at the very least. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mingry Nation podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Go, Mingry. Oh, Ming Green. I'm going to go get a grapefruit now. Those are terrible. Recordings. <laughs>